Thank you for listening to 103.5 FM WLSP LP Sun Prairie. And now it's time for five. Thank you for tuning in to It's Time for Five right here on 103.5 The Sun. I am Jameson Rabbit. And this week, I have someone joining me who is not technically related to me. Not one of my sons just yet. Uh, but This week, uh, because it is the spooky season of Halloween time, I am once again joined by a good friend of mine, a fellow podcaster, uh, a lover of all things spooky and scary, I have with me Mike Mac Masunas. Hello, sir. Hey, what's up, man? It's great to be back. This is our third year together doing that this. It man. is. Woohoo. This is our third Halloween uh, that we've gotten together and uh, come up with a fun, scary movie topic list. Uh, and uh, I, I really enjoy these. I look forward to these uh, because you are a I, you are a connoisseur of all things spooky and scary movie related, and uh, I, I think we have different yet similar tastes in these things which always makes for a fun uh, yeah a fun show uh but before we get into what our list is i want to let people know who you are where they can listen to you why don't you give the people a quick uh, a quick plug about where you are uh okay so sweep delay podcast is a podcast dedicated to my favorite well obviously i named it after my favorite movie of all time the karate kid mm -hmm. and uh jameson is like the ghost co-host <laughs> uh, i i had a few uh co-hosts throughout the years but now it's just jameson and my daughter so if i can't get jameson i got my daughter if i don't have my daughter i have jameson or i also have another uh fellow uh i like to call him you know like uh I don't want to say if I could say the the B word on Do your it. show, the bastard son of STL. But uh, uh, time, I we used to call him Time Traveling Peter. He was a guy who uh, found the show and he went backwards and he listened to the shows from all the way to episode one to current. And he loves Back to the Future, so I call him Time Traveling Peter. But now he has this Cobra Kai show, which is blowing up. It's Cobra Kai Companion with the K, and he's interviewed like so many people. So he's just taken off and exploded. And like I feel like my child has been. You know, grew up and went to college. It's pretty awesome. And uh, I kind of, you know, we're on a roll. Jameson and I, we we start recording tons of episodes, and then all of a sudden life gets in the way, and then we stop, like right. like dead tracks. We <laughs> haven't recorded since June together. Yes, this is and, true. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to keep that podcast passion alive, man. You really got to dig deep. And uh, I, I have it again, which is awesome, and I don't know how long it'll last. I'm just going to go with the ride. But the point is, is never to retire again like I did before. <laughs> there you go. So. <laughs> so people can find your podcast on the iTunes, right? Correct. iTunes, Stitcher, if that's still a thing. And uh, the whole um, Android stuff, I yeah. got to check into that. I don't know if I just automatically go there or not. But for sure, iTunes and then Podbean, if you're, you know, you just don't want to listen through iTunes, sure. but you have the Podbean app, you can go there. Yeah. And yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, just did Halloween 2018 nice. uh, last night, uploaded that. And then this month is supposed to be the STL Oktoberfest, my favorite time of the year. And 
I've only done one horror movie this year, but I thought that was king enough to kind of make up for it because in the beginning of the month, I started off with The Karate Kid Part 3, which I knew not to have you on because you a horror just movie to- on its own. Totally trash it the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you were probably going to mention it's a horror movie. Uh-huh. I-, I had a lot of fun with that. And, Good. Uh, yeah, I got this episode to do with you, which is I look forward to so much. It's so much fun. And uh, I'll be doing, hopefully, a Knight Rider podcast coming up soon that I'm really excited for and passionate about. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm trying to get back into the podcasting game while you are trying to chill out with your podcasting game. <laughs> it's a little so, overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, so anyways, uh, what we're talking about uh, this week, since it is uh, the Halloween season, is uh, we are talking about our top five favorite uh, horror movie sequels. Uh, in the past, we have you and I have done our favorite movie monsters, right? That was the first one. Uh, yeah, and then we did um, horror movie scenes. Yeah, which is didn't have to be a horror movie. For yes. example, Never Ending Story hit yeah. that list. Our favorite so, scary scenes. Yeah, favorite scary a uh, scary movie moment. Yes, yes was yes. that one? Yeah, I love that episode. That was that so was much a good fun. One. Yeah, we ranked our top five movie monsters: Michael Myers, Freddy, Jason, Chucky, the whole works. Right. Yeah, that was the first year. Second year was that one, and this one is the horror movie sequels. We literally have to dig deep when we're like, okay, what do you want to do this year? I don't know, dude. We we spend like like two hours just throwing it at. Well, and a big a big part of it is that, um, and, and I go through this with anyone who's on the show is I like to have lists that are diverse, that aren't going to be uh, same old same old, and so there are you know other topics, but it's like I think we're both going to have like the same top three, you know. And I think this one might be different. I'm I'm hopeful. Now you say that we may share the same number one. I can't wait to see it. But uh, yeah. this is this should be a fun one because a we have a movie that uh, has come out here this month that is a sequel um, to a massive franchise, which has cut out other sequels. Which I'm I'm getting used to this new timeline that mo- franchises are building off of, but. The horror movies as a genre are just built around keep making sequels. Good, bad, otherwise, keep pumping sequels out. So we have a lot to choose from because one of the questions you had asked when we came up with this topic was, well, I mean, do I just have to pick one from a franchise? And I said, you can have all, top five could be all Freddy movies because there's a bunch of sequels. So there are ad nauseum amount of uh, sequels to choose from for this list, which is going to make it really fun, I think. It's true. And uh, now, you know me, I'm I'm the guy that always finds the good in the crap. But horror movies is really the genre that I'm the most critical in, uh, where I'm just like, yeah, this movie sucks. Or (laughs) I'm just like, you know, I'm very picky with my horror movies. I, I don't like torture porn. Right. I know that's a big thing, and uh, you know I'm I'm a big sucker for comic books and and action stuff, and of course the movies you hate. I'm like, oh, why did you hate that? It's so good. But when it comes to horror movies, I'm usually the first person's like, yeah, that's terrible. Stay away from it. So horror, because I love it so much, is why I'm so critical of horror movies. Sure. So yeah, and of course right off the bat, I got I got uh, older daughter that immediately I got her into the classics because I don't want her getting into all the trash of today. Although there's some good stuff, but it's hard to find. And we'll you get gotta into wade that. through some garbage to get to it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyways, let's uh, enough blathering on. Let's get right into our list, man. Yeah. Um, since you are uh, the guest, I'm going to let you lead us off with your number five selection. 
Perfect. Now, the honorable mentions, that's towards the end, right? That will be right before our number ones. Okay, cool. Cool beans. All right, so my number five is kind of a surprise because uh, this movie kind of creeped up on me recently because of a video game. So I have the whole Friday the 13th franchise is kind of like it, I don't love it as much as Halloween or I don't love it as much as Freddy. And, you know, I've kind of had my, oh, I like this one, I, I don't like this one. But I've always had a love for the remake. I've always thought the remake was the best movie. Mm-hmm. I was always like, this movie is everything that's amazing about Friday the 13th. It takes all the best stuff in all the movies and puts it together. And everybody always gives me crap for that. But recently, I started playing the Friday the 13th video game. And it's been super fun. I, I've enjoyed it so, so much. And in that video game is stuff from the prior movies. So Tabby and I started going through the older movies, and I found a movie that people absolutely love with a passion, and I understand it why. And now it has overtaken the throne of Friday 13th Remake for me. And that's uh, Friday 13th uh, Part 6, Jason Lives. Yeah. Oh, Jason yeah. Lives. Jason nice. Lives. Yeah. I get why this is the best because, number one, it's super like I love Zombie Jason. It's just awesome. He looks amazing. He has the best kills. Like all my favorite kills in a video game were from this movie. Tommy Jar- Jarvis is great. It's funny. There's like one sex scene. It's not even nudity. It's it's weird because you don't usually get that in a Friday the 13th movie. And this is the only one that has kids in it. They changed the name. I like the story. I mean, it's cheesy. But I get why everybody thinks this is the best one. And now I have finally... Uh, taken the ride on that boat and I finally caught up with people so I am there I agree Jason Lives is the best of the Friday 13th movies and it popped up to my number five so I love this movie it's super fun it's super stupid and dumb but I love it so that's pretty great I I don't know if I could pick a favorite Friday the 13th partially because I'm not I don't know I think it was the most inconsistent of the the big three horror franchises from the eighties. Yeah. And I don't know. I always had a hard time just maintaining interest in them. Well, I, another thing with my list is, is, is this movie better than part one? So right. that's kind of why that's it's a in big my part, part of five. Yeah. And this is, I hate one and two. I think they suck. They're terrible. When I watch this franchise, I start with part three and then I go on. I never watch one and two. So interesting. yeah, it's very interesting. And that's why Friday 13th is, was always at the bottom of my list. Sure. But, but, you know, I love part four with Corey Feldman, but this one, you know, is him older and it, it's just so much fun, but I never watch one and two. So in my list, it always had to be, is it better than part one kind of thing? And now some of these in my list are not better than part one, but mm-hmm. just keep in mind, that was my mindset of like, okay, they're in my top five. Do I go to this movie first? Or do yes. I go to part one first? And exactly. from now on, I'm going to this one first because we've watched this three times in one month. That's how much fun <laughs> we had with this movie. So Nice. Um, all right. Uh, my number five is um, out of one of those classic horror franchises from the 80s, the slashers. Um, and I'm going with Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, yeah. And it's, it's weird. So there's uh, Nightmare on Elm Street again. That's another one that's like an inconsistent run. Yeah. Of good, bad, good, bad, terrible. Um, but <laughs> the one that I, I think is hands down the best for me is Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Yes, sir. Um, and part of it is because this was the first Freddy movie that I saw. I hadn't seen one and two before I saw this. Uh, it, it, I just I was never interested in Freddy before this movie came out. I knew all about him, but 
um, I had other interests. And so three, I actually saw this in the theater and it was the first one I'd seen. And this was where, I mean, I didn't know this, but this was, you know, where they kind of started to introduce a more lighthearted Freddy, uh, kind of get away from some of the child rapist tendencies <laughs> that he was yeah. introduced. So when I went back and started from the beginning, after I saw this, I saw the theater, I'm like, sweet. I go to the video store, I rent one and two, and it's like, ooh, wow, this is not the same type of movie for me. Um, but I love this because, you know, on rewatches, I mean, this is the return of Nancy. Um, you know, yep. you get this group of kids in a mental hospital, like a like a young X-Men team taking on Freddy in, in this dream universe. And I just, there's so much about this flick that I, I do enjoy. Like, this is the one that I go to. If, if I have all these movies sitting on my shelf, but if I want to watch a quote unquote Freddy movie. This is the one I grab. Yeah. Uh, I think excellent it's just, choice. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of great creative deaths. I mean, there's the great Dawkins song. I mean, that's worth it right there. Cause that song <laughs> rocks, you know, a lot of great, you know, special effects in here that are, you know, kind of cheesy and dated now, but they're still, uh, you know, they, they still are fun. Um, and so this is, this is my Freddy movie. I watched this last week. It holds up, man, especially in HD. Yep, I watched this last week. This is my go-to nightmare movie yeah. as well. And uh, trust me, uh, the family and I, because we Halloween is our Christmas, so we watch a horror movie every single day in October. Nice. And we just did Nightmare 3 last week. And in HD, it's phenomenal. It looks great. There's one scene that doesn't look good, and that scene is the... Um, uh, where the uh, where they do the hypnotize scene and the okay. ball and the ball comes out, you can see it on a string. Oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah. They couldn't hide that, but everything <laughs> everything else, man, is solid. Uh, this may or may not be on my list, so oh. maybe we'll talk about it later. But we'll uh, yeah, yeah uh, really, Freddy doesn't become MTV until part four. Yeah. Freddy is still hardcore nasty in this one, but he has a few jokes. Now, part two, I honestly, I mean that. I don't know how the hell they got a sequel after part two because part two is a terrible piece of trash movie. It is so bad. I I think it's the worst of the series. It's even better than five. And five is a terrible piece of crap movie. And I two- think the sequel came because suddenly all of the, you know, Wes Craven and everyone decides to come back and like, all right, let's try and fix this. <laughs> let's try and fix what happened in two. Yeah. Freddy doesn't even have a glove. He's got fingers now, and he's in reality. It was so bad, and it's yeah. it's literally the gayest movie ever made. It I mean, is. The filmmakers tell you that. Yeah, no slander. It is. Yeah, it literally is. Watch the documentary, folks. Phenomenal documentary. Never sleep again. Go watch that, folks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick musical break here. We'll come back uh, with our number four selection. So um, we are going to take a listen to a man who musically is known as the master of horror, uh, Alice Cooper, with yeah. a song off of the Wayne's World. Is it the first Wayne's World? Yes, the only one that matters because part two doesn't <laughs> exist. The Wayne's World soundtrack. Love this song. Uh, let's take a listen to Feed My Frankenstein right here on It's Time for Five. Yes, yes, I know you're hungry. Ah, and here comes dinner. Feed Frankenstein. 
There you go. That was Alice Cooper with Feed My Frankenstein. Uh, you are listening to It's Time for Five, and we are talking about our favorite uh, scary movie sequels. I am, of course, joined by my good friend and fellow podcaster, Mike McMasudis. And, uh, sir, it's your turn again. Your, what's your number four pick? Uh, so I love this franchise. This is actually uh, when I was just talking about how we started off. We actually start off with this franchise because it's super fun and it knows what it is. It's all about awesome deaths. But uh, I saw the first movie in the theater called Final Destination. Mm -hmm. And Final Destination was a movie I'd never just, I've never seen a movie like it. It had phenomenal deaths. And then you get to the sequel, which is part two, which is the car crash scene where people die gruesomely in a car crash. And, you know, that's close to my heart for a couple different reasons, but it is just the, the sequel is phenomenal because of the fact of it totally ties in with part one in ways you weren't expecting and it has super fun deaths they're even way crazier than part one and i love this whole entire series and i think part five i was debating part between two and five because three is really fun with the roller coaster four really sucks with the racetrack but five five is on a bridge is five the last one five is the last one okay Okay. And there's a reason why it's the last one, because of this crazy twist that happens in the third act. And I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a reason why number five is the last one. And it has this amazing bridge scene. And I was like, what What do I like better, the bridge scene or the car crash scene? And immediately the car crash scene is always in my head. I just I can watch that scene over and over again because it's just so crazy. I love Final Destination too. I think it's just a better paced movie than the first one. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the I won't say the characters are more likable, but the main lead, which is A.J. Cook, I love her. She's now in Criminal Minds. I love her. She's just great. She is just she reminds me of you know the strong women in in these franchises. Right. And yep. uh, Devin saw super good times, but. Final Whatever Destination. happened to him? I don't know, man. Oh no, he uh, he was in Nikita. He uh, he was awesome in Nikita. He got real buff and did martial arts and stuff. Uh -huh. He's still around. He's not like Jonathan Brandis who died, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, thankfully he's not like Jonathan Brandis. Right. But uh, <laughs> Final Destination two. If I'm gonna watch any of the Final Destinations, I'll watch part two, part mm -hmm. five, and then part one. Uh, you can skip four. You don't need to watch four. That movie sucks. But uh, do do yeah, just do one, two, and five. I mean, you can watch three if you're scared of uh, of carnival rides, but if you want a fun time, watch one, two, and five. Because Listen five, to Mike. Yeah, th that's your perfect trilogy right there, one, two, and five. Nice. I like that. That's a good pick. Yeah. Um, My number four, I kind of go back a, a, a ways, uh, and uh, it is, for my money, my favorite zombie movie. Uh, not Rob Zombie, but it's actual <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, right? Uh, Dawn of the Dead, 1978's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, I love this movie so stinking much. Uh, I, there's everything about it. I mean, George Romero comes in uh, off of the cult-like success of his original and decides to trap his four characters inside a shopping mall. And we spend the majority of the movie in a shopping mall. And I love this idea and i love the story about he and uh his cinematographer walking around and going walking in a mall and going you know what this would be a perfect place if you were if there was a zombie outbreak the mall is the best place to be 
and they shot it in that mall. <laughs> Great, That's let's awesome. do it. It's got everything you need. You have everything you need to be able to try and fight back against zombies. It also provides just some really cool, you know, so many different looking spaces within one confined space. You know, whether you're in the sporting goods store or you're in the lingerie department of the Sears or, what, you know, whatever it is, you, you can have so many different looking things. Um, and it's it's a big space, but characters are trapped. I love that it's just four characters, basically, and a bunch of zombies. Um, and I love the kind of the message that Romero is sending out, kind of taking shots at our consumerism, you know, with the mall and our obsession with the mall. And it's it's just I, I love it. I love it's it's where I've always thought would be the perfect spot to be in a mall. Like, yeah, you just go to the sporting goods store. You've got a thousand weapons there. Um, I love it. It's I, for my money. It's the best of all zombie movies. I think zombie movies since then have been trying to recapture the magic that he was able to do because it, it had more of a budget than his original. So he could actually shoot things rather than shoot around things, which he had to yeah. do with the first one. You, he could actually show you some things as opposed to trying to hide things. Um, and I dig it. I think and, it's a great And one. it's your favorite Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> it actually might be. <laughs> it, it is. You told me that. that it, it, yeah. It's the only good Snack Snyder movie you've ever liked. You're absolutely right. It It is. I do. that. The Zack Snyder remake is his only good movie. It's good. <laughs> it is. It's have, true, but I have, go to the '78 one when I really when I want to really get into it. Nice. Have you ever played the Dead Rising video game? Because it's basically you're in a mall just taking on thousands of zombies by yourself. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, you ever played that game? No, I haven't. It's on PS3, dude. Oh. PS3, PS4. Try to dig out my PS3. Yeah, you could dig out your PS3. Just play. Uh, you could play Dead Rising. Well, Dead Rising uh, One is an Xbox exclusive, but it came to PS3. Part Two did. So uh, me and Tabby just play that game, and we dress up as like girls, and then we we put on like these real short shorts. With, you talking like, about at home? Yeah, at home. We put on like these short shorts on the dudes, <laughs> and then oh. put on like football helmets. They look real stupid. I thought and then, you like, and Tabby were dressing up like this. No, nah, man, come on. <laughs> and then we get like baseball bats with oh. like chainsaws on the end of them. Nice. And then yeah, man, it's awesome. You could do so much in that game. It's all right. I'll look it up. It. Yeah, it's good times. I'll look it up. All right. Uh, let's keep moving, sir. Let's uh, let's hit your number three pick. Nightmare Three, baby, Dream Warriors. Oh, nice. Talk about yeah. it. Yeah, by far the best Nightmare on Elm Street film. I mean, obviously, number one is is a pure classic, but number three, the reason why I love it so much is that still to this day, you know, this movie taught me as a kid that whenever you're having a nightmare, that you can take control over your dreams, and mm-hmm. and I've used the tricks that were taught in this movie in my legitimate dreams, and it really helped me get over stuff, and I never forgot that. Uh, this was the funnest nightmare movie for me. I, I like you. Yeah. I wish I could have saw in a theater, but you know, my hardcore Christian mom wasn't letting that happen. <laughs> so uh, I had to wait for it to hit VHS. And man, I watched this like crazy. That that ending with Nancy is just terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and Patricia Arquette is the second best scream queen. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's got a pair of She's lungs on her. She's very underrated like, in that yeah, role. <laughs> she is phenomenal. That's what made me fall in love with Patricia Arquette going forward. I watched all of her movies. True Romance is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Check that movie out. Uh, and then of course she's, you know, she did medium for all those years, which was awesome. She's my favorite Arquette. She's the most talented Arquette. She's phenomenal. I love her. That's not saying a lot though. I know it's true, (laughs) but I love nightmare three, man. Freddy's still scary. 
but he also has a little bit of the jokes yep. and it holds up so well. And Wes Craven comes back and he's like, look, this is how you're going to make this nightmare sequel. He wrote the film. You you got his, his fingerprints all over it. And again, the perfect trilogy is one, three, and then uh, new nightmare. So you yeah. got, you got the Nancy trilogy yep. and it, it, all you got to do in the nightmare movies is watch one, three and what a new nightmare and be done with it. Don't watch any of the other ones. Cause you don't need to. So two's terrible, you. four is an MTV movie, five is utter trash, and six is this stupid 3D movie. So yeah. just watch one, three, new nightmare, you're done. And then for laughs, watch Freddy versus Jason. So there you go. <laughs> I like it. Um, so my number three is uh one that I am I depending on when you ask me in my mood, I will say this is better than the original. At worst, it's equal to the original for me. Um, and it's 1986's Aliens, the second Alien movie. Um, the first Alien movie is a full-on space horror movie. And then they come back in 86 and kind of change the tone and the focus of the whole movie. Suddenly now the focus is definitely on Ripley, where the first movie really was an ensemble cast and the, and the, and the Alien itself was the focus. Now we're dealing with Ripley and kind of her personal doubts and the trauma that she is suffering from, from the first film and people don't necessarily believe her. And, and um, it's kind of her journey as she kind of overcomes all of this and steps into the forefront of being, I mean, with this movie alone, the character of Ripley and the actress Sigourney Weaver kind of stepped into the forefront of female heroines in the history of film. And, you know, it's just, it's great. This movie, Alien 2, stands on its own. I, I, you don't need to have seen the first movie to really get into the second movie. It helps, but uh, it's it's good stuff. I really enjoy this film quite a bit. That That's good to know. So for your listeners who don't know, Jameis and I do this film series together called Classic Movies Masunas Has Never Seen. Yep. And uh, I haven't seen any of the Alien movies, so we'll have to do that, son. <laughs> you should. You should. The first two are great, and then it kind of drops off a cliff. And and then, I mean, you know, with Prometheus and Alien Covenant, it feels like they just don't know how to how to get back to it, and like how the, to square away timelines, and it's just it's become so muddled and messy now. Like the Predator franchise, very much. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think it's better than the Predator franchise, but it is it suffers from a lot of the same issues. Um, but the first two Alien movies, three has its moments, um, but it's it's really hit and miss. But the first two, I think, are are two of the strongest films um, ever, and just just great times. And you have, you know, two amazing directors working out. You have Ridley Scott on the first one, and James Cameron comes in for the second one. It's pretty good. You so know? it's a perfect one-two punch. Movie. Yes, yeah, I think it go. is. I think it is. So awesome. uh, Aliens is my number three. Woohoo! Ooh, indeed. Okay, let's take another musical break, sir. We'll come back and have some more fun. So I have a song uh, based off of um, a great animated Halloween movie. Uh, it's been redone a couple of times. The The movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. The song is This Is Halloween. Uh, now, Marilyn Manson redid it. I don't like that version. So did uh, Vanilla Ice, born on <laughs> Halloween. There you go. Uh, I chose the version performed by Panic at the Disco. I like this one. It's it's kind of faithful to it, but adds their own little something to it. So uh, let's take a listen to This is Halloween from Panic at the Disco. You're hearing that right here on It's Time for Five. 
Welcome back to It's Time for Five, right here on 103.5 The Sun FM. I'm Jameson Rabbit. If you're just joining us, I am joined this week by a good friend of mine. His name is Mike Masunis. We're here. We're talking about favorite scary movie sequels. We've had some fun so far. Um, and I'm, Mike, I know you, and I, there's there's some movies that I expect to be on your list, but I'm really curious because I'm kind of drawn blanks on what the top three could be so i, I kind of like this for real <laughs> i mean i know what's i know for sure too i think but there's there's a hole there that i can't quite fill which i'm sure i'll know yeah but uh, you're you're not gonna guess number one i'll guarantee that oh yeah oh guarantee no okay we'll see no go ahead go ahead what are you gonna no. say <laughs> What if we have the same number one? That would be amazing because I told you what? in a text, you're like, no, nah, you never even heard of this movie. So, no, it's not going to be your number one. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's funny because I changed my number one earlier today. So Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, though, with your number three picks. What do you got? Uh, number two, you mean, right? Number two. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Okay. So, okay. 
Um, man, I have had this as my number two. Um, my I originally had a number two spot for a particular film quite a long time, but mm-hmm. I've basically done a revamp. Uh, and my number two is Halloween 2018. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously we're not going to get too much into details because yeah. this is a new movie. Uh, yeah. now, uh, keep in mind for you guys to know John Carpenter's Halloween is my favorite horror movie of all time. And my third favorite film in the history of film. So obviously that movie is, is perfect. A plus, 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 plus. So nothing will ever top that movie period. Now, Halloween is a fantastic uh, franchise because it's choose your own adventure. You have the Laurie Strode trilogy, which is one, two, H2O. You have the, you know, if you want Laurie to be alive, then you just go to, you know, that. If you want her not to be alive, you go to four, five, and six. It becomes the Jamie Lloyd trilogy. If you don't want any Michael Myers, you just do part three. If you want to start over, you do Rob Zombie. So part two. Nobody wants yeah, that. Exactly. Nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and uh, so 2018 is essentially a love letter to the first movie. It is a new timeline. It's a direct sequel to the first film. All you need to know is, is you need to watch the first film right before you go into this one. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. people are going to cheer in the theater on particular scenes. And you're going to be like, I don't understand why they're cheering. Well, if you'd watch the first movie right beforehand, it'll be an aha moment. And you'll be like, I understand now. So um, I have currently reviewed this film with my daughter, who didn't go to sleep for a good three hours after the film. And mm-hmm. we actually ran through it. But this movie is uh, took place of Halloween 2. Halloween 2 was 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 originally in the spot but i love this laurie strode she makes sarah connor uh look like a wuss from terminator 2 um she is she's way better than the laurie strode of h2o uh details on that later michael myers has never been this scary and that includes the original michael myers is i've never been scared of him like i have been in this film John Carpenter coming back and updating his score. I still have chills. I wake up in the morning and there are songs that are running through my head. It's 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 been a couple of days and I'm still thinking about this film, still freaking out on various scenes. And of course, there's things I don't like, which of course, since the first one is perfect, that's why it's not going to ever top John Carpenter's Halloween. But it's the perfect one-two punch. All you need to do is see the first one and this one, you're done with the Halloween franchise. So I love this movie and I give my reasons for it because there's a lot of hate going on on the internets right now some people are just they got a lot of complaints but my job was just to get you to want to go see it from somebody who loves john carpenter's halloween so much you know as i always say like what you like don't like what you don't like and you know make your own decisions so you know there you go here's my nitpick with the halloween franchise the titles are just horribly confusing when you're trying to help somebody out exactly with what halloween so we have three movies that are Titled Halloween. Well, you have John Carpenter's we have Halloween. Multiple Halloween. Uh, yeah. Rob Zombie's Halloween, and now Halloween 2018. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have you have multiple Halloween twos. It's I, I I we need subtitles. I'm never I'm not usually a proponent for for uh, you know subtitles for films, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, I <laughs> like, agree. It's so confusing for people. Like, which one should I see? Well, I'm gonna have to draw you a map. 
Because you're gonna have to remember exactly which Halloween movie I'm doing. And it's you. so weird because as much we talked about how inconsistent Freddy and Jason are, Michael Myers franchise is the most inconsistent, but yet it's the most solid. It's the weirdest yeah. thing ever. So you know it, that's why I say it's a choose your own adventure. And mm-hmm. there's a maps out there, guys. If you want to see how it goes, so yeah. But I like it. Yeah. Now people can hear your full. Unfettered thoughts about this movie uh, on Sweet the Leg podcast. They can also hear or see my thoughts on this movie by tuning into Real Reviews, where we review it. So uh, if you want to get more expanded thoughts on it, yes, I, tune into those places. Yeah, we do non-spoilers for a good mm-hmm. 20 minutes, and then we get real frustrated and go into spoilers. And <laughs> then we spend 50 minutes in spoilers letting loose because Tabby's like, Dad, I can't hold all this in anymore. And then we just, she lets loose, man, and she just goes and goes and goes, and she just lets it all out. I'm like, yeah, where was that in Love the it. beginning, girl? So good times. Love it. Uh, all right, so my number two is a film from your beloved director, Rob Zombie. Um, <laughs> masterpiece filmmaker. Um, and it is a movie that that far exceeds the original in this franchise. I'm talking about The Devil's Rejects. Uh, the Devil's Rejects was originally my number one. <laughs> you and I were texting. But um, the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, uh, this is Rob Zombie's second film, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses was, it felt like just a mess. It felt like somebody who loved those old horror movies and just wanted to put all kinds of stuff on the screen and didn't know how to make it make any sense. Uh, this Devil's Rejects, we get the same characters, this crazed hillbilly killer family out on the road now. Instead of sitting at home, they're on the road causing trauma to everyone that comes within their path. Um, and it feels like, Rob Zombie grew in the genre and he was having fun a little bit. Um, you also have one of my favorite characters in all of uh, horror films, Captain Spaulding, uh, the the terrorizing clown. I think he's just amazing. Sid Haig is just incredible as him. Um, he got me into dressing up as clowns every year because of this character. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's just a great film of this terrorizing family of just depraved killers. Um, just they're just horrifying and horrible. And it's also the only film that I can really tolerate Rob Zombie's wife, who he puts into every film. Um, she's actually decent in this movie, whereas in most other films, she stands out as, well, there's someone who's not an actress. Uh, this one, she's given a role which she can handle. I love it. It's it's one of my go-to uh, scary flicks. It's one that I would never let my, my kids watch because there's some real depraved things going on in here. Um, and it's really, for my money, the only good Rob Zombie movie. I don't think he's done anything good since. I mean, yeah, I'm shocked. Which- I'm shocked to hear you say a Rob Zombie film because I I've only ever heard you trash the man. I've never heard you yeah. lift him up at all. So this is interesting. Yeah, I love this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's made six terrible movies outside of this one. So <laughs> no, no interest in seeing any. I mean, I. I went to go see a premiere of his latest film last year and was horribly disappointed because I heard, oh, this is different, and I'd heard great reviews, and it was awful. But uh, <laughs> Devil's Rejects, that's a good time. I like that one. It, so and if, that's my number two. Yeah, and yeah. Halloween H2 or Rob Zombie's H2 is the worst film I've ever seen. So, <laughs> right. Oh, my Not good. Terrible. Not good. All right. It is uh, time before we get into our number one selection, sir. I know we both got some honorable mentions, right? Yeah. All right. Why don't you go ahead and get into yours real quick? Uh, Poltergeist 2, uh, better than the mm. first one. The old guy still scares me. We talked about that in Scary it's Movie Moments one. last uh, last year. 
I that would have been in my top five list, but you know, I the other ones were just stronger for me, and I don't watch this as much. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Halloween two, the original one. Uh, you know, the night the literally seconds after the first one. I mean, this has been my favorite horror sequel f- for a super long time. I had to really, really dig deep for me to remove this and put the new one in. But that's how much I love the new one so much, and it wasn't a whole you know, spontaneous thing, or I'm still on a high. I mean, I let it settle for a couple of days before I made my decision. And mm-hmm. I literally had, I did a, co- a, a cons and pros list and I had so many more pros in this than I did that. So I was like, yeah. So, um, Bride of Chucky, that is super funny for me. I've, I know people hate that movie. I've, I've defended it because I know that it's a terrible movie, but I laugh so much. I think it's the funniest uh, it's great, and uh, it's a terrible movie, but it's super funny. And, uh, yeah, I think those would be... And then uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake with uh, Jessica, Jessica Biel. That one. Okay. That's my okay. that's my favorite Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. It's it's great. And it's the highest-rated Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. So. <laughs> it's not saying a lot. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, my honorable mentions, real quick, I also had Bride of Chucky. Um, I had Child Child's Play 2 as well. Woo-hoo. I like that one a lot. Um, Halloween 2, 1981's Halloween 2 uh, is there. Uh, Gremlins 2 is a guilty pleasure yes. sequel for me. Um, That's a good and then, <laughs> Yeah, and then this was tough for me because originally I had some form and fashion of this honorable mention on my list, and it became I Can't Pick. So my number six, this would be, is all of the sequels in the conjuring universe because i could not choose so i shoved him into a number six honorable mention for me so good man there you go that's what i got all right let's uh let's roll in to our number one picks mr masunas what the heck is your number one uh the conjuring two Ah, there we go. <laughs> this this it. was the easiest decision for me. Um, I have never been as freaked out watching a film. It has been, I don't get scared watching horror movies. This movie terrified me for days. This jacked up my oldest daughter for weeks. Weeks. I'm talking weeks. It messed her up. And mm-hmm. uh my wife and I recently did a rewatch on this. And after the scene of them singing, uh, you know, where he does Elvis and they go down and uh, there's the, the kind of the beginning of the nun. I had chills from my toes to my head and my wife had mm-hmm. chills from her head to her toes. And I was like, what was that? She goes, I don't know. I'm like, did you just get chills? She said, yeah, it went from my head to my toes. I said, well, mine went from my toes to my head. That was weird. And then five minutes later, another scene happens, and it's the reverse, and it happens again to her. I'm like, this is too weird to be coincidental. It start so I haven't watched it since the second rewatch because we constantly were getting chills at the exact same moment in the opposite direction, and it was just oh my gosh, it was so jacked up, so weird. But I love it. The Conjuring Two is the uh, the Conjuring series is the best horror series there is. Period. Hands down. Hands down. It is phenomenal. There, no, though even the worst is better than most sequels you'll ever see. Correct. And Conjuring 2 blows away Conjuring 1. 
and Conjuring One is a phenomenal film. I mean, that's an A. That's an A movie for me. But Conjuring Two is an A plus. That movie is just so good. The Nun is this. I haven't seen The Nun yet, which I can't wait to. Mm, but like it, man. Conjuring Two. This was a super easy decision because it made me fall in love with James Wan. I can't wait to see what he does with Aquaman, and uh, it just solidified that. The Conjuring is not to be messed with. And this is how you make good universes, folks. This yes. is how you build a universe, is watch the Conjuring films. You want to be successful, DC? Go watch the Conjuring mm-hmm. films, okay? That's what I got to say. And that was my problem was I love Conjuring too. I also love Annabelle and Annabelle Creation. I love The Nun. <laughs> you know, like These are all, these all spin off of each other. Uh, it was it was hard for me. I'm really looking forward to Conjuring Three. Like everything that they announced, I'm like, yep, I'm in. It's almost like Marvel movie season. I know. Like, yep, I'm in for that one. Only th- Whatever it is, I'll be there. The only thing that sucks is James Wan's not coming back for part three. Yeah, and that's okay though. I mean, I, I yeah, he's got other things he's doing. It's true. I I have faith. So that's a great that's a great pick, man. Conjuring Two is excellent, excellent. Um. My number one is uh, I have a tie at number one. Uh, you can't do ties. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's it's technically Evil Dead Two is my number one uh, with a nod to Army of Darkness, um, but Evil Dead Two specifically is my my number one. Uh, the original Evil Dead movie was kind of your standard low budget horror flick, um, pretty rough around the edges. But it had some intriguing ideas. Um, you know, it was really it wasn't seen by a ton of people. Um, Sam Raimi got a little bit more money together, somehow scraped together the ability to make Evil Dead 2. And suddenly he was able to bring out the absurdity and the personality of Ash, played by Bruce Campbell. Right. And brought out, you know, a little more humor into it. Interestingly enough, he couldn't get access to his original Evil Dead movie, so he had to reshoot parts of the original to be able to use to to open this film. Be like, here's what previously previously what happened. Are you serious? So, That's why yeah, that he, was like that. Yeah, yeah, because he couldn't get they wouldn't give him the rights to his film. Wow. So he's like, I guess I gotta reshoot the original. So I always wondered that when I saw because the first one I saw was Evil Dead Two, and then I went back and rewatched Evil Dead One. I'm like, wait, I've seen this movie. <laughs> a lot of it is the same but i mean you the, the strength of of bruce campbell i mean this made both of them superstars evil dead 2 and then army of darkness got even more absurd we're traveling through time into medieval times yeah, i love that movie it, they're both great and it just it made bruce campbell the man it, you know in the, the character of ash is so quotable in these movies just, I, I love them. I love everything that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell do together. I think they're great. Heck yeah, I I love Army of Darkness. Uh, yeah. Now, isn't part one the one where the girl gets raped by a tree? Yes. Oh man, that's jacked up. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just start with part two and move forward. <laughs> yeah, I I don't even rewatch the first one because it is so rough. Yeah. I mean, it's it's looks like an amateur filmmaker almost. Uh, but the ideas that he had in there are what created the rest of the movies, and that's pretty cool. So, what do you think? I mean, the what do you think? Chainsaw the, for a hand. What do you think of the remake that they did? I actually really liked it. Okay. Yeah, the new Evil Dead remake from I don't know four or five years ago. I actually really enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I think their blood. I think their blood budget was more than the budget for the first Evil Dead movie was. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous amount of blood. 
But yeah, that's worth checking out as well. So uh, yeah, that's that's the list, man. Conjuring two, Evil Dead two, those are our number one picks. I I, I like it gave, a lot. I hope you we gave you enough movies to maybe you haven't seen or haven't seen in a while. Go out, rent them, <laughs> rent them. I don't know where you're gonna go. Rent them, whatever you gotta do. <laughs> Watch these flicks because there's some great ones out there. Don't skip skip all these stupid unfriended two and these horrible sequels uh. that they make nowadays. There's some great ones out there, and I think both of us would highly recommend. If you haven't seen it or if you go see it again, go check out the new Halloween movie. That's that's worth your time and your money for sure. And go watch it on Halloween. I mean, yeah. how many? I've never seen a Halloween movie yet in October, so this was awesome for me. I saw H2O in June, so this is yeah. great. This I. I can't wait to go watch it again on actual Halloween. It's going to be awesome. There you go. It is going to be awesome. Uh, so a couple of, couple of things before we go, of course, I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to It's Time for Five. You can find this show and all of our other programs if you download the KSUN app. If you go to sunpraymediacenter.com, there's an on-demand player there. We also now have a Roku channel. If you have a Roku, you can just download the K-Sun channel. You can watch all of my programs, Pop Culture Time Capsule, Real Reviews, all of the programs that are available right there on your big screen TV through your Roku. Um, You can also find us uh, streaming online. Just find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. There's links to everything. Click on those. We would definitely appreciate that. Um, also, uh, next week, I'm going to be having uh, one of my two kids coming in. We're going to be talking about, I mean, we're getting into fall. It's nearing the holiday season of Thanksgiving and such. we got some really fun ideas for all of that. Um, sir, I want to thank you Woo-hoo. for coming on and joining me. I always look forward to this. I was excited when we came up with our ideas. Heck yeah. And I, I, I love these lists. I appreciate it. If you want to hear more from Mike McMasunas, of course, as he said at the beginning of the show, go on, subscribe, listen to Sweep the Leg podcast. You won't be disappointed. It's a really good time. Start at number one and start, no, start listening. No, no, don't start at number <laughs> one. No. Why not start at our start at the one hundredth episode where James and I go. take five hours go. to discuss the karate kid. <laughs> and we have Billy Zapka and Martin Cove yeah. on there. So check That's it out. That's a good one. But check those out and uh, follow follow him on Facebook and Twitter as well because he's got some interesting things uh, in the works right now that you will want to be a part of for sure. Um, I'm going to play this out, sir, with a song. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun just because a the music is super creepy, but it is a song from a man named Daniel Davies. Daniel Davies, his father was the guitarist for the band The Kinks. And Daniel Davies has also spent the last 10 years or so working with his godfather, John Carpenter. And the two of them have been working together on some of John Carpenter's recent films, including the new Halloween movie, which he helped collaborate on the score for. Love that soundtrack. And so this Daniel Davies guy has now put out an album for... Uh, it's called Shadows Alive, and it is for a horror movie which isn't actually being made. It's the horror movie in his head, and he has scored it. And so the it, the the complete soundtrack, quote unquote soundtrack, comes out on Halloween. But the first song off of it, called Shadows Alive, uh, has just been dropped, and I think you will absolutely love it. It is chilling. It is. Everything you think of when you think of John Carpenter style scores oh. or Stranger Things style, you know, that type of score. So, so I'm going to play us out with a little creepy music from Daniel Davies. Uh, go and find this. Uh, it's it's a good one. Can, but Can't uh, wait to hear it. 
Absolutely. Well, it's coming at you in just a moment here. But uh, until next week, though, when we reconvene, I'm Jameson. That's Mike Masunas reminding you it's time for five.